Nadia Boltz-Weber, in her book, Pastrix, writes, the Christian faith, while widely misrepresented in so much of American culture, is really about death and resurrection. It is about how God continues to reach into the graves we dig for ourselves and pull us out, giving us new life in both dramatic and small ways. The gospel this morning from John chapters 14, chapter 14, verses 1 through 14, is known as Jesus' final discourse. Given before his death, Jesus reassures us, his beloved disciples, that there will be room in God's house for all of them and for us. This passage about many rooms in God's house is often read at funerals. The idea of a big house, big enough to include all of us, despite our human imperfections and our wayward lives, is comforting to most of us as we approach the end of our life in its present form, when we lose loved ones, and when we struggle to get it right. The belief that there is a place for us in God's house gives us hope, everlasting hope with God, hope that we are enough that we will be accepted for the whole of our being, hope that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Hope. For some of us, home is not always an easy place to be because we are not perfect, nor are our parents perfect, or the extended family. They're not perfect either. Imagine, though, having a home, a home where we are welcomed, a home where we can truly be our God-given self, a home where differences do not drive us apart, a home where there is enough in the midst of it all, a home that is safe, a home with a sense of roominess for all of us to live free. I do wonder if we will be surprised by who we will meet when we arrive home. Certainly, all of you, and people of every shade of beauty, of every expression of gender, of every human being created in God's image and love, and people of all faith traditions. I also suspect it would be wise for us to get to know our neighbors, who we are likely to see, the sick, those who suffer, those who we have cast out, sinners, all seeking to be healed, all willing to repent, turning away from that which separates us from the love of God, for in this kingdom of God, it plays for us, despite our collective human shortcomings and sins. 
In this heartwarming gospel, Jesus also calls us to do even greater acts of love because he is with us. To be more inclusive, more diverse, more welcoming, more forgiving, more open, more loving not only with family and friends, which is always a good place to start, most importantly with our neighbors, all whom we meet, especially the people who we have cast out, people who err, who are deemed less than or unworthy, people shunned for living fully into their beauty of creation, the very people Jesus called to follow him. Theologian Thomas Merton declares, our job is to love others without stopping to inquire whether they are worthy or not. That is not our business. And in fact, it's nobody's business. What we are asked to do is to love. And this love itself will render both ourselves and our neighbors worthy. Among the people Jesus would serve today and who he would call to follow are the 60,000 people living on the streets of LA at this moment in history. The people I walk by all the time, sleeping on the streets, in doorways, in tents, on benches, in their cars. I understand that a good number of our homeless siblings get up every day and go to work without access to a shower or a bathroom. Many of our siblings have beautiful children who live with them. Some brave souls are living with mental health conditions and too many suffer from addictions that are beyond devastating. This morning, I saw a post from a neighbor in my old neighborhood in, re in response to a man being arrested, Mickey Paul exclaims, we must disrupt and dismantle cycles of hospitalization, homelessness, and incarceration by providing direct legal and social work services and promoting systemic change through litigation, legislation, and community education. I imagine that this dispersed group living on the streets also reflect our families and friends in many ways. Are there ways that we can support community leaders working for social, economic, and political change? On day one of her new job, Mayor Karen Bath declared a state of an emergency on the homelessness crisis with unanimous support from the city council. As followers of Christ, we are called to discern how God is calling us to use the resources given generously to us in this cathedral 
for the common good of God's people. In our world, we are right to acknowledge this is also risky business and can be dangerous. My friends in Christ, it is exactly what got Jesus crucified and Jesus and Stephen stoned to death, which of course is the story that we heard in our first reading today. So many saints and sinners have walked the path of love and forgiveness, discerning truth, engaging nonviolently, and giving the all. For Jesus taught us to love, and as presiding Bishop Curry reminds us, if it is not about love, it is not about God. Creating room and advocating for basic human rights and services remains a significant need and challenge. No door, no wall, no fence will protect us. Two weeks ago, the head of a small Episcopal school was awoken at two o'clock in the morning by local police, alerting him to credible threats online of a mass shooting planned for his school later that day. Then this past week, All Saints Pasadena received both a bomb threat and a death threat against their priest in response to their radical love and inclusion. Let us pray for the brave people of All Saints. Pray that they are safe this morning and pray that the wise precautions taken were enough to deter these real threats of violence. Tragically, we know that religious, civic, and political figures receive death threats too often in response to their commitments to love, peace, and justice. How are we called to stand against hate and violence? How are we called to stand against hate and violence. At St. John's, we have room in this beautiful cathedral for long tables and room for all. It is the mark of Anglicanism, a tradition born of both the Roman Catholic Church and reformed by the protesters of its day, our Protestant siblings. In fact, it is through tradition and scripture and reason and experience that we collectively draw closer to God's truth on how we are to love. In God's house, with doors and gates wide open, we welcome the least among us, all people yearning to be fed, whom God has invited to this feast. There is more than enough room in this house for everyone. You are always welcome, and we hope you return. Into this house of God yesterday, from people from all over the diocese were confirmed, affirmed their baptismal vows, and were received into the Episcopal Church by Bishop Taylor. Let us joyfully welcome Singh, who is with us this morning, who was received into this church, and congratulate Mika and Jermaine, who reaffirm their commitments to God. 
May we, dear people, continue to grow and be together and welcome all of God's people to this glorious house with more than enough rooms for all. Amen.